the overall idea of the mastermind group is that, you know, when you come together with multiple minds with the shared purpose and open hearts and, and minds, you're looking to support each other, then there's something that emerges that you have these separate minds, but there's like a new entity that emerges that you call the collective mastermind. And this mastermind is really greater than the sum of its parts. Hey, this is Jason Tonioli. I'm a piano player that grew up believing it wasn't possible to earn a living and support a family with music. I've proven that idea was wrong and have met hundreds of other people who have found success with their music. This podcast features stories of musicians who have found their own personal version of success and fulfillment in both music and life. This podcast is meant to inspire musicians and help them believe in their abilities and motivate them to share their talents with others. This is the Successful Musicians Podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast today. Our, our guest is a returning podcast guest, Michael Walker, one of the guys that helped uh, start a group called Modern Musician. He's a, a musician himself and he's quite good, but he also, what I've been impressed with, Michael, is you've been really amazing at bringing a community of people together and, and just trying to help people figure out how to navigate all of the technical marketing side of things that most artists think, okay, I just want to play my this instrument, but they forget about, okay, well, you eventually have to share it with somebody other than your your mom and your family and and just a couple of people. So I love that you've kind of put those processes in place, but welcome back to the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring Michael back today is we've known each other for several years now, but I, I remember when we first met, we we started talking about masterminds. And, you know, I think both of us had been in some groups or community groups of masterminds, but uh, you hear that term thrown around a lot. And I think people, I think it almost has multiple meanings depending on who the person is talking, but, and they're all run a little bit differently, but Michael, maybe talk about, I mean, you're here probably today because you joined a mastermind or two masterminds. Maybe just tell people, what do you see as a master? What, what's the purpose of a mastermind? What is it? And, you know, share your story of how you ended up going down that mastermind path. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah, we were just talking a little bit backstage about, you know, what should the topic be today? Or like masterminds and it, masterminds have completely changed my life. And, and they've really helped me find like my family, like my my family, that's not my blood family. So I'm usually passionate about masterminds. And I've seen the impact that they can they can have. So I'm excited to talk more about them. So masterminds, I think that where it originated and I could be wrong, but the first time that I've seen it used was in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And that book is a fantastic book. There's some magic sauce in that book that I'm actually rereading it right now. I'm about like a third of the way through. And the last time I read it, I think it was right when I was starting Modern Musician and experienced like this a pretty big breakthrough year immediately after reading it. And a lot of successful people have attributed a large part of their success at some point, their journey through like reading that book and applying the principles. And there's a lot of good stuff in the book, but one specific concept that it suggested that it really led with was the idea of creating a mastermind group. And the idea was that a mastermind group is like a collective entity that emerges when you have a group of people that come together with a shared purpose and a shared cause to be able to support each other in a specific theme or specific area. And so... Uh, one example of this that comes to mind is uh, Mr. Beast. If anyone's heard of Mr. Beast, he is a YouTube phenomenon. 
and he's pretty entertaining to watch. Some of the videos are like, wow. But one of the you know most successful YouTubers ever, and he described his journey to success on YouTube through creating a version of a mastermind group where they basically met every day and they just masterminded ideas for you know ways to grow their YouTube and they geeked out on it together and they shared feedback and ideas. And the overall idea of the mastermind group is that you know when you come together with multiple minds with the shared purpose and open hearts and, and minds, you're looking to support each other then there's something that emerges that you have these separate minds, but there's like a new entity that emerges that you call the collective mastermind. And this mastermind is really greater than the sum of its parts. And generally these masterminds revolve around, you know, members of the group being in the hot seat. And the hot seat is generally when one person, you know, sitting in a it could literally be a seat or it could just be like they're on stage or, or something, but there's one person and that person is either sharing a specific challenge that they're going through or a big question that they have or a big opportunity that they're you know considering or even just sharing like a big win or a big takeaway but generally it focuses around this hot seat so there's this focal energy and the whole mastermind is like orbiting around this hot seat and when someone shares the issue or the challenge they have what tends to happen is this dialogue happens this conversation happens and the mastermind comes together to provide a solution to that problem that wouldn't have happened on its own. But because you have this collective group, you know, something really special happens. That's the, the type of mastermind that, that I've really gotten the most value from has, has been kind of orbiting around that concept. When I was originally, when the whole concept kind of was introduced to me, I remember, I can't remember the book it was in, but uh, the whole idea was like, every one of us has an IQ and some people have the 120 IQ or 130 or some of us are, you know, ADA IQ, whatever it is. But in if you take a circle and you call it, okay, you got this person and this person, there's some overlapping knowledge that somebody has. But even somebody who has the lowest IQ ever, they may know, have some idea or different way of looking at things. And so when you overlap all these IQs and now in a way, you essentially can go from the 120, 130 IQ that the tests say that we all have, that some people have to maybe 150 or 200 or 250 um, mm -hmm. in order to solve problems. And I that for me was one of those like, oh, that's why you want to have people with different ideas and, you know, to approach mm -hmm. the world in a different way. Um, and when it comes to to the the masterminds, though, I, th I think one of the things also that you were kind of mentioning is it's this group with a collective purpose. They want to try and solve a problem. And as I look at my career in working in the, the business world, and you've got a team of people that you worked with, right? And uh, you had some good team members. But I, I think in a mastermind, it's usually somebody who has similar types of things you do, but it's not necessarily people you work with. You know, I think organizations can try and put together their own little teams that maybe do a little bit of that. But the idea of bringing in outside people with totally different things, they, you know, products or entrepreneurs with different things they do, uh, and just, you know, if somebody like if you're in the music world, like we're in, you got the, the video people and the audio people and the musician person, and you bring all of those people into one little team to help solve a problem. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, you can tackle a lot bigger thing than you may to be would have ever dreamed of, of solving. Right. Absolutely. And I know when it comes to masterminds, there's, you know, essentially you could, somebody could just go and create their own little mastermind and just have a group of people that gets together for lunch every day. I mean, that's, essentially would be like a mastermind group, but there's, you know, there's all these other groups that um, there's the $10,000 a year, or 50, you know, there's, I know there's 50,000 and $250,000 a year masterminds that people are paying to be part of. 
And I, I know you've been in several of them. I know you've been in like the inner circle with, with ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson. You've done, I think, Jeff Walker's uh, product launch formulas uh, group. I mean, that's, you know, tens of thousands of dollars too. I mean, as you look at your experience, I mean, share a little bit about your experience of coming up through that and what you see as the benefits and the difference in those type of masterminds. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been in all masterminds across the spectrum now from like free masterminds that we put together when we were just starting out. And the most I've, that I've paid for mastermind group is 50K per year. And right now I'm in a 35K per year mastermind. And there's a reason that I keep investing in, in more masterminds. Well, and I'm sure there's people that are saying, oh my gosh, you spent $30,000 to, I mean, is it to go have a, a vacation and a party a couple of times a year? Is that what it is? I mean, I mean I'd just be, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, I, I know somebody out there is listening to this being like, oh, why would somebody yeah. spend that much money? <laughs> yeah. I mean, certainly like that is one of the benefits I would say of the, the ones that I'm investing in is that, you know, you create this horizon experience where you go out of your day to day and some really good things happen, you know, like when you have to extract yourself from your business and the day to day to like go into visionary mode, to go into strategy mode and surround yourself with people that stretch you know, your mind is extremely powerful. I mean, I, I could share some perspective from, you know, across the, the lines of different types of masterminds. You know, I, I think there's a lot of truth to the idea that we tend to become like the five people that we spend the most of our time with. That if you kind of look at the five people and you had a bar chart or a pie chart of like who you spend the most of your time with, the top five, if you combined them into one person, that might look a little bit like you, like, like the five people you most you spend your time with. So I think that our influences and whether that's like media influences and news and or where we you know gather our uh, beliefs from may have a huge impact on who we become and the types of actions that we take and the risks that we take. And so I think that it's incredibly valuable to be intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with. And when I first started Modern Musician, and I first, you know, st started looking at how do I, you know, transition from touring full time to starting this coaching company. And I had no idea how to do that. I had never started, you know, a company like this before. I had just toured for 10 years full time. And so the first group that I joined was actually a totally informal thing. In fact, it would probably wouldn't even be allowed now, but I, I remember that it formed uh, kind of organically after one of Jeff Walker's product launch formula launches. So he did this free live training. It was incredible. Like it always is. And there was this group of people in the Facebook group who were like, Hey guys, like we kind of want to start like a mastermind group. Is anyone, is anyone interested? <laughs> and of course, like hundreds of comments are like, yeah, sure. Like that sounds cool. And yeah, I remember hopping on a zoom call with that group that they scheduled and there's literally like 70 people there. And, and they're like, well, okay, we should probably figure out how we're going to do this. So what ended up happening is we split up into you know, little mini groups and I don't even know exactly who organized it, but I got put into a group with, you know, four other entrepreneurs who are, in, you know, starting out with their, uh, online businesses. And the leader of the group was a lady named, uh, Kara Andretta and, she just so happened to be one of Jeff's uh, case studies and like success stories. She ran a cake business and you know, did some very successful launches like in the six figures. So 
it was really the really valuable. You basically we we created this weekly meeting where we would meet together and we would basically do the hot seats and we would go around and we would share you know ideas with each other. And I think we did that for probably about eight or nine months and built these relationships with these you know four other entrepreneurs. And eventually, like something kind of fizzled out, but it really it culminated in era really encouraging me to attend the product launch formula live event. So Jeff does like a live event once a year. And so I think it costs like $500 to go to the live event. So that was, it was a big stretch. Um, but I probably wouldn't have even gone to that event if it wasn't for Kara. So she, you encouraged me to do that. And then when I was there, you know, it was, like I was coming home for the first time, like the community was just so warm and loving and entrepreneurial and the energy was just like vibrating at a higher level. Like I'm sure anyone here who's had the opportunity to go to one of these events, like either PLF Live or Funnel Hacking Live, there's an atmosphere and just the energy, like when you're there, like it's inspiring. So, you know, at that event, that was where I joined my first uh, coaching program, $12,000 coaching program for the year. And for me, that was like a big stretch. It was also, it was, it was right at the time that I was reading the book, Think and Grow Rich. And so I think I was really primed for like going all in and just like in the growth and transformation. And so I remember even before Jeff made the offer for Launch Club, I, like the first day I had a meeting with one of his coaches and joined the program. So that's just one example of you, sometimes there are these dots that connect and that mastermind group that I started with, I wouldn't have made my way to that event if it wasn't for those initial connections I made. Also, I learned a ton and had a lot of motivation and commitment and you know, perseverance that probably wouldn't have had or would have been much more challenging if I didn't have the support of that group when I was just starting out and none of it was really working. When I was like initially starting out, it was a lot of trial and error and yeah, you know, six years later, the business is doing you know several million dollars per year, and we built an amazing team and community. And it definitely wouldn't have happened if it, if I hadn't found mentorship, hadn't gone to that event, if I hadn't you know been a part of that initial mastermind group, which was a free mastermind group. So I do think that you don't have to start with a fifty thousand dollar mastermind group. You know, if you're just getting started and you don't have a business yet. You know, if you can swing it and it makes sense for you, I think it's certainly an accelerator. But yeah, so that was my experience on that end. And I know I'm talking a lot here. So let me know if I should come up for air before moving on. I'm just thinking, I mean, with these really high ticket or the fifty-five or $50,000 mastermind, I know a lot of those, I mean, I look back even at myself and there was a time where I wasn't ready. I would not have benefited from the $50,000 mastermind. I didn't have the the experience or the, you know, the war stories to be able to, you know, I think there's as entrepreneurs and even musicians, we go through these, I don't know what you call it, cycling or whether it's, you know, I think every one of us has got some story where stuff didn't turn out the way we thought. And unfortunately, most of us have dozens of those and you just kind of go through these, these cycles and we learn and you come back stronger and better, you know, for having gone through those. But but I, I love your thoughts about, you know, it started out with just a couple of people. And, and the reality was you showed up to that Zoom meeting 
And you had a handful of key people that probably you met and built a relationship with, and you can track all of the subsequent successes and going up the ladder in each rung, probably back to a lot of the couple of conversations that somebody said, hey, go check out this Jeff Walker book. I'm guessing you probably just went through some really low, low priced, you know, maybe you bought the book and that was it. And then you went to the class or, you know. Yeah, for me, it was the free workshop was the first thing I attended from him. I've worked in a lot of industries where I was in the banking world as well as being in the music and now the travel business. But I think it's interesting how a lot of times it just all comes down to whether you're going to show up and be on that Zoom call that you did weekly. And you said some people fizzled and that's always going to happen. But but I think the key thing is finding smarter people than you or the, you know people that are the next level and being hanging around those individuals. And then when there are opportunities to go to one of these events or, you know, spend the $500, like you said, to go to that event. It's funny, I, as you were telling that story, I was thinking back to my first time when I heard about ClickFunnels. And I think I kind of really pushed you down the ClickFunnels path too, to, to do more, you know, and just understanding funnels in general back when we were working together. Is, but I, I ended up, uh, sold my software company and happened to go down to an event called Traffic and Conversion Summit. And essentially it's the biggest, I think it is still the biggest digital marketing conference where you know, ad agencies and they talk, you know, paid traffic and there's just so many different things from the marketing world. But I think there was like 5,500 people at that event. And while I was there, I mean, there was a hundred different booths with everybody trying to sell their software or whatever cool thing they did. But somebody told me, you know, Hey, you need to go get this book. It's a group called ClickFunnels and they're like, it's like 30 bucks and it's best thing ever. You need just go over and buy that book. And, you know, I had a hundred different places to go and talk to different people, but I had like five or six people mentioned, go get that book from that guy. And what it led me on this path, I'd been in marketing for almost 20 years yet. And I ended up buying this, I think it was the dot-com secrets and 30 days book along with this one funnel away challenge. And I went through that um, little 30 day training program and it literally took my music hobby, which we'll call it, which was, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was doing well in the, you know, thirties, $40,000 a year, which is fantastic for most artists. And it literally led to, you know, a two comic club award, like you see behind me, you know, and, and I'm selling niche sheet music for piano you know, little spiral bound piano books. I mean, but I can attribute it all back to making that relationship and showing up. And at that point, when I went down there, I couldn't really afford to be there. I ended up staying in this. I mean, there was the hotel, which was a couple, several hundred dollars a night. That was where the event was. And I stayed six, seven blocks away in San Diego and later I found out that it, eight years ago, it used to be like a brothel. Um, I just had like a room and it was a shared bathroom and it was cheap enough that I'm like, oh, <laughs> and it was nice. I mean, but, but I've got this funny story of like, okay, I'm, there's a bar down below us and the room was plenty nice. I had a sink, no toilet. You had to walk down the hall if you, you needed to go to the bathroom or shower. But I got to that event and it literally changed the trajectory of where I was at and I met some, a handful of people there that then led me down the path that I've been down. And like, just like you, I've been in all these dozens of mastermind groups and, you know, whether they're paid or not, finding good people to to share with and ask for advice and, you know, serve and help. It's a game changer. So I'm curious. So about three years ago, you with Modern Musician, you guys kind of launched your your own mastermind. And I pushed, I think I was kind of the one pushing you. It took me about a year to get it to happen, but um, our team down in Costa Rica actually helped you with that first mastermind. And we learned lots on that, but I mean, maybe share a little bit of your experience in, in doing that. And then you've got had subsequent masterminds and talk a little bit about what you've learned that makes it a great mastermind when you're getting away with people. Oh yeah. I'll never forget that uh, first epic adventure mastermind trip that we did in Costa Rica. 
Yep. Uh, the Tarzan swing and the zip lines and the rafting. Just amazing. Yeah, you know, I, I think that as someone who you know, has experienced the benefits of mastermind groups and been a part of mastermind groups, you know, I've seen how valuable they are. I had never like hosted one or done one, but like most things that I do, I try to look at people who are either smarter than I am or further along than I am who have done it really well and try to learn as best as I can from them before doing it. So, I mean, a lot of the DNA of what we do with our mastermind groups has really come from my mentors and it's come from the lessons that I've learned from working with people like Russell and Jeff and yourself and doing mastermind groups. But I do think there's something really special that just happens when you create your quote unquote horizon experience. You know, there's a, a scientific term for it, but as we get older, it's not just because we've been alive for longer that it feels like time shrinks. There's this uh, experience that as we get older, it's like time passes by faster. And what, you know, it's like, wow, like another year passed, another 10 years passed. Like, where did the time go? When, you know, we're young, of course, it's like, you know, 10 years feels like forever. <laughs> and, you know, that's in part because it's, you know, it is, it's relative and it's like, okay, that's like twice as long as I've been alive. But what they've also found is that the way that our minds work is that, you know, we have these amazing habit machines in our heads that are programmed to maximize our energy output and to decrease the amount of variability and just to be most efficient. And that's part of the reason we have habits. And when we do habits, there's a lot of really good things about it. We can just not spend a lot of time and attention thinking about this thing that we've done a thousand times. And now we can focus instead on you know, something else. But what happens is you know, if we do the same thing over and over again, then you know, we tend to click into these like habits, patterns, and our brain, when it doesn't have that variety, it just like time feels like it goes faster because we don't have an experience kind of breaking us out of the pattern. And so I think that one of the biggest values of doing a mastermind group that you know focuses on you getting away from your day-to-day -day experience and going somewhere that's unique or you know, even somewhere exotic that really pushes your comfort zone comes from creating that horizon experience of doing something that is uncomfortable that you know kind of wakes you up it wakes you up and it helps you remember it too so like a lot of the you know a lot of things that we focus on are things that our brain forgets pretty easily but if you wrap it around this horizon experience where the whole thing um, is somewhere unique or different then it really helps us to go deeper and form better relationships and connect with people more so personally found it really valuable to create space in my own life to like extract myself from the day-to-day -day and to zoom out and use that opportunity to get better perspective and kind of look at the next year, five years, 10 years, and really think about, you know, where, where do I want to go? Where, where is this headed? And to be surrounded by a group of people that are ambitious as well and have, you know, big visions and goals and can bounce ideas off each other has been, you know, insanely valuable. So it's been amazing being a part of those groups and now having actually hosted those events and seeing artists connect with each other. And for example, most recently, we have an artist named Erica Mason, who's in our Platinum Artist Mastermind. And yeah, she's super inspiring. She has built her career from scratch to over 2.1 million followers. And I had a conversation at our mastermind group in Hawaii like a month and a half ago. And in that 30-minute lunch conversation, 
uh, we talked about an idea for her to create a wellness retreat because she focuses on music that has a cross section between mental health and wellness and her music. That night, she went out and sent an email to her email subscribers and she sold out of 30 spots for $2,000 a piece. And so like 60K, 30 minutes conversation, that's like what, $120,000 an hour <laughs> quality time. And we got to do it in Hawaii <laughs> where we got to really just enjoy you know, being together. That's been really cool. And seeing the connections between the artists meeting each other and starting to build relationships, it really kind of creates a, a family culture. Uh, so it's an amazing gift and a blessing to be a part of a mastermind group. And you know, I couldn't encourage people more if they don't have that in their life right now to make it, you know, like either make it or find one that you resonate with and be a part of it. The crazy thing is people want to have relationships and friends. And, and the reality is, is, you know, these days everybody's, you know, got their, their phone and you have these followers and whatever on your social medias. And, you know, you think, oh, I've got even, I'm sure Erica would be like, I have 2.1 million followers, but those connections that are face-to-face -face with somebody are so much different and, and more impactful when we have those face-to-face -face moments that, um, that you can't even get over a Zoom. I mean, I, I think we've talked dozens of times together but over Zoom and only been together a few times, but the together factor of just making the effort to be face-to-face -face goes so much further. The other thing I, I think is interesting with masterminds, and, and maybe this isn't with all of them, but the ones I've been part of is as soon as that trust factor and you, you realize that these people are there to help you and not tear you down and, and put you in an uncomfortable place, when a person, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself as well, when you're willing to be vulnerable a little bit and just share and open up to people, because I, I think one of the challenges with, again, if you go back to the phone, the social media side, everybody thinks that life is wonderful and all rosy and no matter how successful you are, there's crap that happens and to everybody. And and having your people, as you were mentioning, you know, I found my people with all my marketing people or all with all my music people. There's something different when you find your people and then can be a little bit more honest and vulnerable about how things really are going. And your mind opens up more to to being willing to listen to feedback and and help from others as well in those events. So true. Yeah, I mean, it really is like a family. Yeah, it's like having a community, you know, a community of people that actually understand you when a lot of people, especially musicians, you don't necessarily have a group around you that really understand what it's like to be a musician. And especially one that's just starting out. I, I know for me and for a lot of the artists that, that we work with, that's one of their biggest challenges is that they have these dreams and they have, you know, they want to be successful with their music, but they don't have a role model around them that has done it. And the people that they love and that they spend their time with haven't necessarily seen examples of successful artists as well. And it can be incredibly challenging when people around you don't necessarily believe in the vision or understand the vision as well as you do. So having people around you that not only believe in you and see that vision for you, but are actually doing it and living it and can encourage you. Just amazing. And the reality is I think family and, you know, close friends, your, your normal group of family, 
they want us to be safe, right? And as, as I look at lo- most of, and even most people in general, taking a risk, like doing a business or doing something crazy, like trying to make a living as a musician, that's a risk that most people aren't going to be willing to take, especially your family members that are around you. They want what's best for you. And so, you know, if, if little Johnny comes home and says, hey, I want to play piano and sell sheet music to people, you know, I, I can guarantee you that the mom and dad out of the you know, best of intentions is going to tell them you need to go get a degree and figure out, you know, a real job. And then you can play the piano on your own at home. You know, I, I think it's one of those where as an entrepreneur, I look at this and it can be a very lonely road sometimes. And, and as much as your spouse even, or your family members will listen to you, you know, they're probably thinking in their head, oh my gosh, you know, Jason's crazy. You're going to go do what you want to, you think you can do this thing. And then I think as an entrepreneur, the other thing that I've realized is Anytime it seems like you you want to do something big, there's like this, it's almost like call it the resistance. What I've heard Russell's called it the resistance, but it's almost like you've got people holding on to the the back, you know, of your your shirt or your pants trying to, you're trying to go this way, but there's something pulling on you saying, don't do it, don't do it. You can't do it. And then you have this imposter syndrome feel that, I mean, I talked to lots of people that, that maybe they go through hard times and they they want to blame themselves and they they feel like, well, I'm not worthy of this or I'm not, I'm not capable. And and so we we kind of self-destruct, I think, just as a human being by listening to all these voices that tell you you can't do it. And back to the whole reason for finding your community or finding this mastermind is again surrounding yourself with people who can at least honestly look at the situation. But if it's not crazy, then they'll encourage you and, and motivate you to, to do it. So I don't know. I mean, you probably, I don't know if you've got any artists that have they've come in and worked in your program that, that you've seen that happen with where all of a sudden they get the support and they push through the, the resistance, we'll call it. Yeah, I think that's extremely well that there's a natural resistance to change or growth, you know, and even the people that love you and want what's best for you, when we feel like we know someone and it's especially someone that we think that we know well, then we kind of create this model of them in our mind and we know how to interact with them. We know what to say. We know what buttons to press to have these conversations. And when you change or when you grow, when you become a a bigger version of yourself, then those same buttons that they used to press or the same things they used to say or their model of the world changes with it as well. And they have to learn how to relate with you. And that can be subconsciously even like it, there's a lot of resistance that comes up from that. And that's you know part of why it's so important to be around people who like there to encourage you. And they know that your goal is to transform and they see the version of you that you're moving towards that you want to be. And they're encouraging and reinforcing that as opposed to reinforcing the old self. Because in order for you to become a better version of yourself, like the old you needs to die. The person that you used to be like, there's a part of you that literally needs to die in order to become a better version of yourself. So being around people that are encouraging you to grow and evolve and become, you know, be able to contribute more and become that new self versus someone who's, who is encouraging you to be your old self is a complete 180. I know you were one, of, I mean, you, you came down to Costa Rica and for those that aren't familiar with, with my background about six years ago, I ended up in a, on a whitewater kayaking trip in Costa Rica and just felt this strong impression that we were supposed to to help these guides that we'd met, help them do their own thing. And it was, you know, it's a long, maybe it's been two hours telling the story, but essentially through a whole bunch of coincidences that I'm sure weren't 
you know, it's too many coincidences to call it a coincidence, but we ended up starting a business in Costa Rica that does tours. You brought your mastermind group down on that trip and we went river rafting and, and Tarzan swinging and zip lining, all these fun things. But what's been interesting over the last six years is we've done that for hundreds of groups. I mean, we're literally running two, three trips a week with the team down there. I have very little involvement in it, but they're doing this service that literally is impacting everybody who comes down there. And, and it's interesting the the people that come, when we get the feedback and reviews, they they almost unanimously say, you know what, it felt like I was with family. Our team members were like family. And about a year ago, I was on a trip with Jeff Walker and his brother, John, and a handful of other people. And we were kayaking and rafting on the rivers down there. And at night we'd chat and we kind of had this, one of the things that came up was this crazy problem that we've had of we've gotten so busy down there and there's in our headquarters where the team is all at, there's within about two hours of there, there's not any hotel that can hold more than about 25, 30 people tops. And so there's usually half the rooms are rented out. And so if you wanted to do a mastermind group, like what we're talking about, or even bring your group back, there's not a location that we can do it. And so we were kind of joking that, well, we should just build our own resort and do it that way. And, and the crazy thing is, is the, the conversations that were had around the dinner table with Jeff and the others have led us to a couple of weeks. So I ended up down in Costa Rica and we've been looking for land. I had Walter, our main guy down there. He's been looking for months and months, but he found the place and we came back. We brought some investors and consultants with us that have done this multiple times. So it's not like we're going in blind and stupid, if you want to call it. That's The, the goal was, is how can we create this resort location that would cater to and facilitate better team interactions and masterminds, whether that means some really cool yoga deck where you can all, you know, hold hands and talk to each other type of place or what, you know, with a view of the volcano, that type of thing. So that that's essentially what's, what is blossoming out of one of my last mastermind trips that I ended up on. And it was almost more of a, Hey, this is a joke that we're going to do this. Um, so but it's it's one of those where I've, I've thought a lot about how do you get that group to bond? And and you mentioned a little bit of this, that when you come in, you, you know, the horizon type of thing, you get people out of their comfort zone. You do the Tarzan swing or zip line or the rafting. And all of a sudden you're, I think you go into this, I don't want to call it fight or flight mode to survive, but your brain kind of, you just, your brain does something different when you're in a stressful we'll call it, I mean, a semi-dangerous situation. You, I mean, in your mind, you probably thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. As as you, I know you <laughs> fell out of there. I still remember you falling out of the raft uh, and dumping over when we were on on your trip. And, you know, you're just floating down the river like, oh. <laughs> we, we were laughing about <laughs> I, it. I, laughing. It. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I remember <laughs> one life lesson that I, I really liked this analogy of, I mean, the guys were just incredible. You know, it's like, I, I always felt extremely safe just because they're so good at what they do. But I remember when I fell out, there was one of the pieces of advice was, you know, if you fall out of the raft, then rather than like flailing around or panicking, you know, just lay down sort of and just put your feet for it and like let the current pull you down and they'll come you know, take care of you. And I just thought that was an interesting analogy in terms of it's similar to it feels like the flow of, you know, of life itself. You know, it sort of functions in a similar way. Like if we totally panic and freak out and we start flailing, and a lot of times we end up actually hurting ourselves or hurting other people because of that reaction. Um, the same way if you do that in the in the river, you actually might hit a rock or you might actually get serious, severely injured if you do that. But, you know, if we get into a position where we're able to 
let go and accept where things are at and let the current, you know, take us there, then generally that's a much better experience than flailing around and reacting and getting hit by something. And when you look back on it, you usually, usually you can smile about it and be like, that was kind of fun, actually. You know, even though you were floating down the crazy, you know, some rapids along the way. Speaking of different events, as we've talked about doing this resort, you know, again, I've kind of looked at it as almost like a, I wouldn't say it was a joke in my head, but it was one of those imposter syndromes like, who are you? You don't know anything about building a resort, you know, who are you to do something like that? And actually Funnel Hacking Live this year in September when I was in Orlando and and Funnel Hacking Live, for those who don't know, it's this like group of about 5,000 people. They're all these entrepreneurial people that some successful, some are trying to figure out how to get there, right? along the way, but I certainly wasn't expecting to be thinking, oh, I'm going to figure out how to do this resort. But I'd gone there a little bit discouraged, actually, because we'd started to kind of put together plans and, you know, what's the, you know, what's it going to cost to do something like this? And the reality is, I mean, building a, a resort or a hotel is going to be multi-millions of dollars, right? It's one of those things. And so, you know, Walter had actually gone to all these banks and I think he went to about nine different banking groups down in Costa Rica asking, you know, hey, you know, we want to, we may want to get a loan. We want to build this, we got this crazy idea. We're going to build a hotel. And if you build it, they will come, right? Because that's, that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, we had, to, there's, there's demand for it, but the, the banks down there essentially told him, well, it's going to be probably at least nine months before we can make any decision. And, and so there's all this, these hoops that we'd have to, that he'd have to jump through. And, um, and if you're wanting a couple million dollars, your interest rate, best case scenario is going to be 16%, but more likely 20, 22, 26%. So you start running numbers on that. If you're, you know, the banker guy, spreadsheet guy in me is like, okay, let's say it's $2 million and, and you want to, and you get a 16% interest rate on a 10 year loan that you'd get on a, like a hotel, like a bank would do. And, and all of a sudden what the numbers say is, well, $2 million in cash that you have to pay back. Plus you're going to get a, another $2 million in interest at 16%. But then you start going into the 20, 22%. And now you're looking at almost $4 million of interest for your $2 million. And so now all of a sudden it becomes very cost prohibitive and, and you really got to be crazy if you're going to try and do something like that. And as I was sitting in, in Russell's presentation at, at Funnel Hacking Live, he was talking about, you know, working with people and getting, you're going to your people essentially like you'd have with the community. I had it hit me that it's like everybody that has traveled with us tells us, well, we felt like family. It was like we were their best friends. We love your people. And, and it just hit me like, okay, well, if you can't get money from a bank, where do you go? Well, you go to your family, right? And so as I'm sitting there, listening to Russell's presentation, like I shifted gears and I start like penciling out notes and numbers and thought, well, what if we had, what if we invited people to be a part of our family, you know, a founding family member in this resort idea. And all of a sudden I figured out, oh my gosh, we could actually give our favorite people, which is our community, this amazing deal for less than a thousand dollars, how invite them to come. And what do you do once you, you build the thing that they gave you the money for? Well, then you'd invite people to come stay at the house or stay at the, the resort. And that's exactly what, what came out of that. And really what it was is me being part of a big old, I mean, 5,000 person mastermind event where it was totally off the subject, but it hit me and like, bam, to the point where we're, we're weeks away from launching. Essentially it's a crowdfunding strategy to let people be a member of our family. And one of the things we'll do is we'll invite them back and they'll have a free stay with us, but we're going to have a wall of fame where we talk about the power of family and how we've crowdfunded essentially this, this place that's built for bringing communities and masterminds and, and people to just 
get out of their element and really hopefully, you know, have that mastermind experience. So sounds a little crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> crazy in the best way. Yeah. I mean, so we were talking a little bit about it and, and you're just sharing the vision for it. And I was just like, a hundred percent. Like I'm just, I'm completely in. Like if I could be your first family taker, like I, I would put the money down immediately. Well, I, I have it almost done. I'll, I'll shoot it for you. I'm going to hold you to that one now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously interested. I, we, yeah. We talked a little bit about this already, but yeah, we, our first mastermind trip that we did a few years ago was in Costa Rica and we just had such an amazing experience there. It was the whole thing, what you put together was just incredible. And Everywhere from like the, the actual activities was, you know, really in terms of stretching our comfort zone of like the Tarzan swing and the zip line and the rafting. And also just like the guides that you brought there were all incredible and it felt safe the whole time as well. So, so anyways, we were talking a little bit about a round two for sure. So that's something we'll, we'll I'd love to figure out as well. When you do round two. So, so one of my favorite new things that we've done over the last year, there's a guy that spent 30 years of his career at the university there um, where our hometown is studying cacao fruit, so chocolate. And what he'd done is he essentially, we'll call him a spreadsheet guy that tracked the elevation and the humidity and the temperature of cacao fruit, just like they do for mm. wine, fine wine and coffee. But he did that for cacao. And wow. he retired about four years ago. And during his career, what he actually solved was uh, for Central America, for anybody who's a real chocolate connoisseur, the cacao was a Mayan, just chocolate, basically hot chocolate type stuff was a special Mayan drink that was, I mean, the history there is amazing. Um, if you actually dripped a, uh, any of the chocolate and you spilled any of it when you were the servants that were making it at that time, they'd actually have to, I don't know if they chopped your head off or what, but it was kind of a kind of a dark, scary thing, but it was considered the drink of the gods. But I want to say it was back in the 60s or 70s, the cacao fruit that grows on the trees. And it's kind of, it, if you've never seen what's like a football sized is how it is. And then there's like these slimy chocolate things inside uh, that they dry out. But in Central America, about 80% of the fruit crop would have a fungus on it. And so it made it so growing cacao anywhere in Central America, you'd have the tree, but you know, one out of every five fruit would be worth doing. And the other four or five would have to be thrown away. And because it would be, it didn't, it wasn't a sustainable crop. So this guy actually came up with like seven or eight different varieties that were disease resistant. Now, Central America now has all of this cacao, but he's got a kind of a mountaintop lodge with his cacao farm that he has. And he's had it for four years. And when we met, we actually went with Jeff Walker's group in February and he had just barely found out that he was one of three cacao fruit farmers that was, had won all of Costa Rica's best cacao and they were sending it to Europe for whatever. Apparently there's an international judging of the best cacao fruit in the world. Now that sounds like that. My kind of gig. Right? <laughs> and and as, as he's sitting here telling us this story of like, okay, this is the best cacao, one of the best cacao fruit in, in all of Costa Rica, let alone maybe the world. And then he's passing around these chocolate bars sharing, you know, okay, we put sugar cane because there's sugar cane all around here. We've got this hybrid chocolate that's a mix of that and macadamia nuts. And I mean, it was, it was one of these really cool experiences and again, totally outside of the norm, but what, you know, I sat there and I thought, oh my gosh, well, I need to be more analytical. I mean, learning about chocolate, I, I bring that little tidbit of like, I learned something like, whoa, I need to just step back and say, what can I do differently or about, and, and be a little bit more analytical to make, make better decisions essentially. So yeah, the resorts, We've actually already picked out land. We're going to launch a founding family member thing. But one of the things I'm also looking at doing is for the people that want to do a mastermind, we'll have like a group purchase, but essentially people are going to be able to buy in as a family member for about 
25, 30% of the cost of what it would actually cost. I mean, we're going to totally over deliver on value, but it's going to be fun to see that come. So we'll, we'll definitely have to have you bring a group down again, but really, you know, the whole point of this, I just wanted to have people walk away from this interview with hopefully a, a mindset that you need to, in the, as we go into the new year is having, finding a group of people that sees the vision and sees the greatness in you as a person and helps make you, you know, grow into the person that you, maybe you want to be. And it's probably outside of the comfort zone. You may need to travel somewhere. You may need to, you know, just go on a Facebook group and put together a group and see if 70 people show up and then figure it out. But those things are life-changing. I don't know. Any final thoughts, I guess, for you guys. And I know you guys do multiple kinds of masterminds for musicians, but I mean, really, it's just getting a group of people together. Share a little bit about maybe what you guys do. I mean, first of all, thank you for, for having me on the podcast again. I always love connecting with you, Jason. And I hugely appreciate what you've built and kind of the background that you bring to, you know, from the business world to musicians. Obviously, it's very needed. <laughs> and so I appreciate this conversation. And in terms of community stuff, this year, especially 2024 for us is about bringing our whole community together in one place and helping facilitate the relationships between artists with each other. In the past, we our flagship offer for Modern Musician has been a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And that's been an amazing blessing and a gift. And you know, the artists that we work with, most of them say that it was, you know, the most transformational experience that they've had yet in their music career. So I do have a lot of respect for one-on-one -on -one coaching. By its very nature, one-on-one -on -one coaching is like very small with a very small select group. And so we had to be extremely selective and we had an application process and we had to turn away 93% of artists who applied to be in our community. And so this year we really wanted to find a way to serve everyone in the community and bring us all together. And so one example of that is we launched our modern musician community. And this is a completely free community to join where you can be surrounded by like-minded musicians who are looking to grow their music career and reach more fans and create more music and to monetize it and have a healthy business. Every day we go live in that community at one o'clock Eastern and we interview a guest. I would love to bring you back onto the podcast as well and, and have a conversation but you know, we interview industry professionals, other musicians, and we create this live stage so that artists have access to these industry contacts that they might never have an opportunity to actually meet or ask questions or connect with. And so we do those live every single day. And then we do breakout rooms afterwards where often the guests are coming in and actually coming in and meeting these people and having relationships, um, answering questions. And so that would probably be the best resource that I could share for anyone that listening to this is like, well, yeah, like the mastermind group sounds really cool, but where do I find those people or where do I connect with them? Yeah. I think a good place to start if you're looking for other musicians to connect with that are going to encourage you would be joining the free community. Well, that sounds like a perfect place to be able to meet the right people. And then, you know, plan, maybe you got to be a year out or so to plan, you know, a trip to Orlando or Nashville, or I guess Costa Rica, once we get this resort all done for people would be a We'll we'll have you eat some chocolate and do a Tarzan swing and zipline, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I would love nothing more than for everyone listening to this right now to be able to come to our our mastermind in Costa Rica. So no, it'd be it'd be awesome. But again, I I hope you people walk away from this just kind of with a renewed resolve to to level up this coming year and invest in yourself and don't be afraid in of investing both time, but you know possibly money. I mean, again, most people aren't going to be ready for a $35,000 or $50,000 mastermind. 
And and I wouldn't encourage anybody to do that. It's kind of it's one of those things that as you level up, you'll start to recognize, okay, I it's time to invest the thousand dollars or the five thousand or whatever that is. But it's definitely a journey that I think every person needs to go on. But I also think it's important, like we talked about, to surround yourself with people who can give you that example and don't just only trust your family who maybe is trying to keep you safe and not do something crazy. At least it seems crazy and stupid to them, but you got to follow your dreams for sure. So, well, Michael, thanks so much. We could keep talking for hours. I think there's been some really good, good thought to hopefully make some people think. And so let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks for having me, Jason. Hey, it's Jason here. And I hope you've gotten a lot of value out of this episode. Be sure to check out our show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you'd like to support our podcast, there's a few things that you can do to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, it will help ensure that you don't miss a future episode. Second, if you'll share it with your friends on social media or send it via email or message, it helps us spread the word as well. And third, if you'll leave an honest review, it really helps with the algorithms so that other people can find our podcast. Finding success and fulfillment in the music industry is possible. And I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.